This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 11 to 1 on LMFM. With Gilmore's Kings Court, visit our awesome car sales event with 40 new Mercedes cars, including a limited selection of the new 2019 C-Class and premium pre-loved Mercedes-Benz cars, all with massive savings, special finance offers and service packs. March 4th to 9th. Anyone who has ever experienced depression in their lives will know that it can be a dark, lonely time and can be extremely debilitating. My next guest suffered from depression for most of his adult life and he suffered in silence, hitting rock bottom before having a light bulb moment, which allowed him a way to see his way out. His life is back on track and he is now helping others see a way out of the grey fog through the Happiness Project, a blog and a blog even and podcast that is changing lives around the world. Shane Breslin, you are so welcome to 11 to 1. How are you doing? Thanks I should say Falter wrote sorry that we're, we're doing an Irish challenge on the show this week and I'm trying to improve my cupola fuckle so I should really be saying Falter wrote mm, yeah and I, I, I'm not sure if I'll be able to reciprocate because that, that was the one subject I really really struggled <laughs> at completely in school I don't think you're alone there Shane but if I was to go back say about two and a half years ago I wouldn't see the Shane Breslin that I see sitting opposite me now would I? No you wouldn't no no you certainly wouldn't um, in, in a weird way I think it's um for some people, they might they might not recognise the change. The one one thing that people who haven't maybe seen me in a while say that I've, I've you, geez, you've lost loads of weight, and that and that's kind of the most obvious kind of difference, I suppose, is that is that I have kind of changed a lot of diet and lifestyle that um that I have like and and for years I was at I ha- I was at a weight for like you know a decade I was playing GEA playing sport I had a weight I was like fifteen and a half stone in the summer I was sixteen stone in the winter and I was almost to the to the pound that was that predictable um and when I stopped playing when I stopped playing or when I went to a nutritional therapist uh, to about about um about the with with a view to to make myself better um and I got on the scales that was about April time and it was about two years ago um. And I got on the scales and it was 15 stone eight or something like that. And I was like, happy days, you know, I'm like, this is, a, I'm not, it's not even summer, fully summer yet. And mm. I'm at my summer weight. And she was like, mm, not sure about that now. So um, I was telling myself a story for years that, you know, this was, this was totally, this is the way I was totally fine. But when I look back now, like I'm two stone lighter than I was then. When I look back, even, you know, the way Google pops up on your phone, like, you know, here's oh, pictures memories, from yeah. two years ago. There was one that popped up the other day and was like, you know, picture pictures from February 2017. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, because it was very visibly a different person. 
But you were also a very different person mentally, weren't you? Yeah. You were a person that, it's now, let's say, 20 to 12, you were a person that could have been still in bed at this stage. Well, like, the depression affected me in in a strange, like a strange way. For 15 years, I wouldn't have classified it as depression. Like, I wouldn't have thought of it in that way. Um, it was just something that, like, to me, just, I, I always had a quite, and I still do, like, it's not something that there's a, a light bulb and you switch it on and off. Um, like, I, I still struggle with kind of quite negative mindset or outlook. You know, I, I tend to catastrophize a lot and I see what could go wrong and I see all the various things that could go wrong and go wrong really badly. Um, so, like, how it affected me in a way was that, was that you know, I just thought life was really, was crap. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, didn't see that huge amount, even, even that logically you might be thinking, you know, like, life's good, everything's good, your health is good, all that stuff. Um, but I, I would have just kind of struggled a lot with kind of like, you know, my, I felt like I was wasting time a lot, you know, just marking time in jobs for various things and just, just not, not kind of doing what I needed to do or I felt, felt I could do. Um, and like it, when it comes to say something like depression for like for years I didn't classify as that and then eventually so every job I was in I would miss periods of time might be a few days here a few weeks there um, of and the it was depression that's exactly what it was but um, but I, even then I was kind of denying it or I wasn't mm. um, wasn't fully kind of give fully kind of paying attention to it. And in terms of, you know, uh, depression, for anybody that has never experienced it, how would you describe it? Because it is some, something that's quite difficult to pinpoint. It is, yeah, it is. And it's something I'm, like, even in the last number of weeks, like this winter was tough, was tough for mm. me. Um, and it was like, like it was a mild winter. It wasn't kind of, the weather wasn't bad, but it was just the, it's just the kind of, the, the lack of sunlight or the yeah, kind the of darkness, the dark, yeah. dark, darker for more hours of the day. Um, so I have paid a lot of attention to it and tr- I'm trying to define it. I'm trying to, like, I, I'm listening to it a lot now when it comes on and it still comes on quite, quite, quite regularly or definitely like it's not something that you kind of ever forget what it was like. And it's to, to me, it's just like, it's a, it's it's not a pain. It's not an acute pain, but it's a really, really deep pain, almost deep inside your head that you cannot see a way past it or out of it like you, you become really really hopeless in that like you know and, and trapped and you mm. feel like you know I'm I, I don't know what the next thing to do and even something really tiny like like some of the things I've been thinking about in the last few months that they're, they're, they're all, and it's logically it's ridiculous like and to think that something like this could be too much for you but like something like like buying a battery to change it for the, for the garage fob like you know it was like for weeks, I was kind of going to going to the back gar- back door of the garage. I'm still going to the back door of the garage because I haven't got round to change. And you know, it's, and something like that was like it sounds stupid. It really does. But like th- those things just come on you, and you can you can't see a way past them. You can't say, okay, let's just get a new battery, change yeah. the battery. It's like it's like you, you you feel kind of you're stuck in that, so you have to find a different way. And you kind of go, you can go a hundred miles out in the wrong direction to try to get past the little thing that's kind of holding you up in a weird way. So so yeah, like it's I've paid a lot of attention to it and it's it's you feel really really isolated and alone um and the more i talk about it the more i get that back from people in terms mm. of jesus it's great to hear somebody talking about it and like i like i'm not i'm not kind of tra- setting any trend i was lucky to hear other people talk about it when i before i started talking about it which gave me a little bit of um impetus to talk about it and that in turn i think other people have reached out to me since then so i think the more we can do the more we can talk about it, the more we can kind of try to explain try to explain it or give a voice to it i think that the 
I think that there's just loads of people out there that are going through something similar, feel that they're alone. And when they hear somebody out there that's gone through something that they might recognise, I think that's really, really good thing. Now, you are on this mission now to, I suppose, heal on happiness uh, with the Happiness Project, which, by the way, is, first of all, it's a, it's a website that I really recommend anybody to click on. It's just brilliant, really good resource for people. But I love like the Daily Bulletin and, mm. you know, the you had a tweet, I think, the, yesterday, I think it was, about all to do with happiness as well. And it's just, it's really, really inspiring stuff. Tell us how you got the Happiness Project up and running. I started so it started in late 2017 so so my rock bottom was kind of 2016 and when I say rock bottom it was like you know I walked out of a job that I couldn't face anymore now the job was a really good job that would have been really perfect for somebody but not me um, and I, I was there for two or three months is all I was there I had done it for the wrong reasons I'd taken it for the wrong reasons I'd taken it purely financial reasons not thinking about when it, what I was going to be doing or what like was I a good fit for it um, and when I walked out of there, I had no kind of prospect of income. Um, we had run aground with all our savings. Um, and I was in a position, I remember around that time, um, I, I, car tax was too much. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. I went six, seven months without paying any car tax, just trying to kind of kick it down the road to eventually, you know, a few pounds will come in, I'll pay the car tax. And one day the guards pulled me in outside Navin, hadn't got the car tax. Uh, the, uh, and, you know, and they were right. They were right. They were doing their job. They mm. were right. And it, it resulted in, we ended up like the car was put into a pound um, and, you know, I had to pay the fine. I had to pay whatever. Um, and I got loan off my parents to do that. But um, the, the, um, the, the, the weird thing was when I went, you, you had to, it, it was, yeah, I had to kind of show up in court for five minutes of just just to tick a box, like, yeah. you know. And and I remember kind of being in court that day, and like you know, anyone who who has spent any time in court or doesn't want to be in court, you know, it's it's not a, it, you just don't want to be there, like, you know. Um, but I remember being in the court, court that day, and there was a young guy, um, younger than me, maybe in his kind of early thirties, in front of me, up in front of the court judge first, um, and I can't remember exactly what he was there for, um, but. He said to the judge, exactly, like, it was like, I could have, the words could have been out of my mouth. He was saying that, you know, for I've just gone six months, I haven't opened any posts, I haven't paid, you know, I just, I, the, the fines are coming in, um, the fines are coming in, and I just, I didn't know about them because I wasn't open because I couldn't because I'm dealing with this and dealing with depression. And it was, the judge was really compassionate in how she dealt with it. But it struck me that, like, you know, that this guy was, was first in line before me, mm. experiencing exactly the things that thing. I that I had mm. been experiencing, um, and that kind of that that kind of brought it. So that that was kind of the the those few months of kind of of figuring the way out. And like when when I like we we're, none of us are an island. We not we don't exist in a vacuum. I was so lucky that I got great support from different people in kind of late twenty sixteen, early twenty seventeen. When I started talking about it, like, you know, people reached out to me who I'd never met before. Some of my best friends now are people who reached out to me then, recognised something about what I was going, what I was going through, and you know, we've connected, connected, and we were we're good friends now. Um, and the 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 the, th- the thing was like that. The more I spoke about it, the more I talked about it, the more I kind of put stuff out there. The, the better it was for me. Uh, mm. One of the things that I've discovered about myself is that I need to write. I always felt like I was, I was, kind of, I was a writer. I was a journalist going back, um, back in the day, and um, so I've written a lot. But I, w- I was, al- I've always been called to write, but I never kind of really gave it that voice. Like you know, I, I almost kind of kept it under wraps that, you know, like if I fail at everything else, I'll be able to go back there. If you know what I mean. Mm. So, so I kind of for that reason, 
I didn't do it. Um, but I, if, when I discovered that, that, that I, you know, I have to do this any day that I do, any day that I write a few, even a couple of hundred words is better than a day that I don't. Um, so I just kind of gave that, and I was kind of writing for myself really. So I started an email, you know, a couple of hundred people signed up to the email to get it every month. Then I said, started a different email that goes out on Saturdays. Then I said, you know, I just, I could, I could dedicate 15, 20 minutes a day at this, just kind of writing whatever comes into my mind, just a thought for the day kind of thing. Mm. And so I do that Monday to Friday as well. So it's like, so I writing a lot and writing this and like it is primarily it's for it's for myself yeah. but people are getting stuff off it, uh, from it as well so and and in, in terms of the, the project so that's kind of like the, it, the project has no grand plan or grand design um it is like you know, i like to i like love to write i started a podcast i love to do that um and i like getting on stages so like if if i was interviewed at a at a, at a inspiring women event in trim last week by bobby Kerr, and, and i just love that i love that kind of human interaction because we live in this kind of completely digital virtual mm. world and we don't get a lot of connection so i like getting in front of people as well so they're, they're like, there's no big grand plan but i i enjoy doing it I'm getting an awful lot out of it. Um, other people seem to be getting so they respond well. Like you know, there's people on my email list that, um, that you know, there's a, there's a rabbi in New York. She's a, she's a head of a of a, of a a Jewish women's Jewish center in New York, and she's on my email list. I don't know where she found me or how she found me, but these are the kind of these are the, the people, people that are that kind of around the world and that the, you're the, connecting to exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for Monday motivation, normally what we do is we ask people like yourself who are I suppose living their best lives to talk us through their morning routine. So I presume writing then is a big part of your day, but how do you set yourself up for the day? Well, the, one of the first things that I um, that I try to do um, is, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, m- mental health, physical health, everything is related. Like, you know, the stuff we did, this is kind of goes back to the work I did with a nutritional therapist two years ago, who was the first person I heard of speaking about the connection between your gut health and your mental health, that, that, that there's an there's a established scientific connection that the, the, your gut, Manufactures the most serotonin, all that, all that stuff. So, so actually, looking after your gut is important. So that that um kind of physical health meant that the the body as a whole is something that that's very important to me. It's something I pay a lot of attention to. So I try to move uh, f- every morning. I like I've taken up. I played GA for a long time. Um, since I stopped, I've taken up taken up running. So the, over the last number of weeks, I'm tr- trying to get out. Like it's not a case that I'm getting up in the morning and deciding whether I run or not. It's kind of this decide the decision is already made that I I run so I try and even I, it might only be for fifteen minutes but if I can just do that first thing in the morning, it's a it it's a great first step. It just feels like even if you've done nothing else, if you're able to do nothing else that day, it feels like you've done something. And invariably, when you do that, you can do other stuff because kind of energy creates energy in a way. So that's one thing. It's just body body movement. That might be for somebody that might be two minutes of stretching it might be walking or walking uh, uh, for five minutes just getting outside and walking but anything to move your body to some to some degree is something that, that i just get huge huge benefits from so that's kind of a a, a non-negotiable for me is body movement and ri- writing is one as well for me and this kind of stems from an exercise and t- interrupt me if i'm ra- if i'm rambling here no no you're um, good you're good but uh, th- this kind of stems from an exercise i did um mid 2017 where i and i called it uh, it's kind of a happiness matrix or a happiness quadrant where I just kind of analyzed all the choices I was making. So all the things I was doing, all the, like, you know, whether that was work, the people I was spending time with, what I was eating, what, you know, what exercise I was doing or not doing, you know, all, all of those things that we, we, there's so much things that we have, 
we, that are within our control. There's loads of things that that we can control, mm. and I think we we become preoccupied in a lot of time a lot of times with stuff we can't control or outside of control. But there's loads of things that we can control that we do do have choice about. So I try to kind of analyze all the choices I was making and split them into four categories. And those four categories were kind of the things that I loved doing and were good for me, mm-hmm. the things that I didn't love doing and were good for me, the things that I didn't love that the things that I liked doing but were not, not good, good for you. me and the things that I didn't like doing and were not good for me you know you know what I yeah, so, so it's all split into yeah, di- so the d- different categories I exactly, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like something like kind of going out for a load of pints at the weekend yeah. like you know that's something you might really like Enjoy, doing but, but not good m- for you. might not be it might not be great like and I think in some ga- some guys you could argue it is but like you know if you're dying with a hangover on a Sunday morning you might think yeah, I'm not sure if that was really, really good, good for me, for me. Yeah. but yeah it's, but there is a lot of things so I've discovered things that are that I really like doing that are really good for me and also things that I don't love doing or don't like doing but are also good good for mm. your spirit or core good to get done that might be your tax return or whatever it is you know yeah. nobody likes doing that but it's but good you get to get to it done it off a list. exactly yes so yes like, so what i try to do is more of those things that are good for me and that i and and ideally stuff i love doing so i love i love to travel and i for years i thought travel was a, an expense there's something a luxury mm. like now it's kind of like you know i have i have to because it, it gives me it fills me up it fills up my cup and it's kind of something that's an investment rather than a cost so like travel um like r- writing again on a daily basis i and, try to write and the physical exercise physical as well exercise, as, yeah. as you said shane there's so much there lots lots of food for thought you know keep keep healing keep posting keep helping you know heal unhappiness because you're you're so so good at it and thank you for giving us our much needed Monday motivation on 11 to 1 today thanks so much Janet 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court visit our awesome car sales event with 40 new Mercedes cars including a limited selection of the new 2019 C-Class and premium pre-loved Mercedes-Benz cars all with massive savings special finance offers and service packs March 4th to 9th LMFM 